Welcome to your typical Shonen protagonist. He's Kai. I'm Kels, and today we're talking about Vinland Saga. First off, Kai, how you doing? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. We finally reached the hypiest of hype shows, like the GOAT, Vinland Saga. Man, for real, you had been talking about this for a while, and it's just one of those shows where like, all right, yeah, it's cool. I'll get around to it. Finally sat down and watched it, and holy shit. Um, I didn't know that something this good had just come out and flew sort of under the radar, uh, for me at least. Uh, but partially because that's it came out the same time as um, uh, what's the other Demon show? Slayer? Demon Slayer. Yeah, man, it was the. That's one of the things I wanted to talk about later on this podcast as well. Is that like the reason if this had come out in a season by itself. This would probably be the number one anime of 2019, I feel like. But it had a lot to compete with, with not only Demon Slayer, but other shows as well. Mm. So first off, like, what is Vinland Saga? So Vinland Saga is the story of, well, from what we know from season one, I hear that it's like actually a lot of different people, like we visit more characters as the arcs go on. But in season one, it's the story of young Thorfinn who grew up um, the child of Thor's, which is like the greatest hero the Vikings have ever known in this world. Um, a true like in the first two minutes, you get introduced to Thor's and him being a literal one man army, like the cleanest introduction in recent history for me of a character. And spoiler alert, he's only there for three episodes, <laughs> but um, it's basically Man, and he's like the greatest dad of anime like fuck goku yes goku is trash um goku will always be trash as a father um let me say that as a father yeah we've got this great ass dad and this great ass warrior like it's almost hard to believe that someone could be so great except that's exactly why he gets croaked in episode three spoiler alert true 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 um but no so we have, um, so we have Thorfinn, the son of Thor's, who witnesses his father being killed, which is, you know, partially his fault, I would say. Um, so we see that being a reason why he tries so hard to go and kind of just take revenge for his father, but he realizes revenge is a lot harder than it sounds, and his father never wanted him to take revenge in the first place. His father wanted him to understand what it means to be a warrior, what it means to fight, but Thorfinn, being stupid, did not get that message. And this is the story yeah, of Yeah, this man was six years old. Trying to understand what his father meant. Yeah, this this man was six years old, um, disobeyed his father when he was off, you know, to trying to save the world, or at least not even save the world, trying to save just his village from the perils that he himself had brought down upon them. Um, and Thorfinn's like, I'm gonna, uh, sneak aboard this boat and wait till they're at sea. And then when they get, you know, ambushed, I'm going to, I don't know, just be in the way, get kidnapped and give my father a reason to not do what he has to do. Cause he's yeah. trying to like, teach me how to be a man, teach me how to be a true warrior. Yes, and the irony of it, the true pain and grit, is if it wasn't for Thorfinn, Thor's would have been fine. Like He wouldn't have died. 
he could have taken everyone there, but he chose to die in order for his family and his other crewmen to live. And Thor's died standing up. Like, this man got blasted full of arrows standing up. Like, just the sure amount of tenacity and bad atteries, bad assery that was displayed by, like, and this is only episode three at this point. Like, it's just, you're like, how can the series go up? And it does. So, definitely, like, if you haven't watched Vinland Saga, like, please watch Vinland Saga. Like, it's just, it's so good. So good. Yeah, man. 175%. Um, Because, you know, within, by episode three, you get the world set up. You get this badass character set up. And then, like, that setup is sort of totally changed the moment we have to focus on our new main character uh, for season one, which is Thorfinn. Like, the rest of season one, which is like 21 episodes, is focused on Thorfinn, like, growing up in a world where his only motivator is revenge. And he's having to learn how to, you know, survive by himself how to become a warrior to, you know, fight uh, the man who murdered his dad. But he winds up working in the same fucking, you know, Viking crew so he could keep tabs on him, keep track of him and, you know, uh, like get to the point where he can have an honorable duel to kill this man. Yes. And like the fact that that is not how the story goes, that's not how it proceeds. It's just it's just wild how we get to that final episode of the season and we see how life doesn't always work the way you expect it and you know like it's you get what you get you know like Thorfinn did a lot of bad things getting to where he wanted to go and that karma that was there for him was the biggest like cup of tea he could have possibly had and I'm I'm here for it. I'm glad that he got what he was looking for in terms of not getting what he was looking for. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, totally. The fact that um, the end of this season is like we there's so many questions left up in the air, you know, not not that we don't have a resolution, but more so with the resolution we get. What's going to happen next? Like, we see this man totally broken because his singular goal in life is taken away from him. Like, it's not that he can't do it. It's that he could never do it again from this day forward. Like, the option to do what he wants to do and seek revenge has been removed from him. So what does that mean for the rest of his life? Like, what's he going to do now? And that's such a great, like cliffhanger in a way that leaves you asking questions, but not wanting, not feeling like you didn't get answers already. Yeah. And like, I feel like one of the things that drive, well, not one of the things that one of the things that drive great, any great story is characters. And villain saga has no shortage of amazing characters. If you held, if you were like, Hey, here, pick, the best character in Vinland Saga, I guarantee you that I cannot give you a single answer because there are so many great characters and there's so many badass characters as well in Vinland Saga. Like, just to name a few, um, 
You've got Aslad, which is wild. You got Thors. You got Canute, Thorkel, Thorfinn, uh, Bjorn. Like, Floki a bitch, though. I'll tell you right there. Floki's the worst character. Um, <laughs> like, I can name the worst character for you yes. in a heartbeat, and that's Floki. Like, dude, it's trash. Like, the only, like how are you going to be in the world of Vikings and be a bitch? Like, how are you going to be afraid to, like, fight? Like, what? Just, anyway. <sighs> Floki trash. But, um... Just who if you who are some characters that stood out to you like and why? Yo, so sort of our our main lineup of characters are are pretty hype. So you know, um, after episode three, we focus on like time progressing and Thorfinn growing up. So you know, some of these characters we see age a bit. Um, I'm thinking specifically like uh, Leif Erikson, where yeah. we meet him. You know. 10 years ago and when we find out he's still alive later on he's like old old and he's like i've i've it's been 10 years and i'm stuck to my duty i said i was gonna do it i'm gonna find him um which is pretty great yeah um asklad is absolutely wild it's like he's almost the adoptive father figure in the worst way for thorfinn um He's like a teacher and a mentor and also like the, all right, kid, you're a murder machine. Go murder somebody for me and I'll let you fight me. I guess that's just how the world works in Viking land. Yeah, he's like, I'll give you your duel to avenge your father, which, you know, he never, well, not to spoil it, how that happens, but, um, you know, he he gets the duel, but, you know, Aslad isn't just a pushover himself. He is a renowned warrior and again that was just that comparison for me to seeing how strong he was how strong Aslat was and he had nothing on Thor's that just it was again people even with Thorkel I'm just gonna go on about Thor's for a hot minute but like you just have you keep finding out how great Thor's is because you know it's you keep comparing him to other characters like that have come like Thorkel like, Thorkel is a beast of a character, a dual axe-wielding giant, and he could never beat Thor's. So you're like, how? Like, how? Oh, my God, it just gets so hyped. But, um, yeah, so you had Aslad, who was this amazing tactician, and probably, would you say he's a villain, I would say? Like, or would you say he's more of That's, an anti-hero? I don't know, man. I would say that he is... That's kind of the fun part about this whole show is that it's not about, with most of the characters, um, Floki can suck a dick, uh, yeah. <laughs> but, like, everyone else is, like, super gray, you know? It, they're yeah. all motivated by the things that they are motivated by, and not, like, a sense of, I am evil, so I'm going to do evil. It's like, this is what I want, and my want is more important than your want, unless it's not. Um, yeah. So... Like, everyone's on a spectrum of gray, which is super interesting. So Asklai, we see, is, like, the villain at the very beginning of the show. You know, he's just a mercenary. He does a job, and he doesn't care. But as we see the show progress, it's like, oh, you didn't kill Thorfinn. You could have killed Thorfinn, you didn't. You just let him straggle behind you. And y'all took him in, kind of, sort of, in the warrior's way. 
and you let him grow up around you and become a violent killing machine. Yeah. Are you good for that? No, but did you kill him when he was six? No. So um, that's the that's the the fun part about the show is it kind of makes you question like where your opinions about a specific character lie because very few are just hardline i am evil hardline i am good and that's super cool um one character um canute the uh prince of uh denmark yeah a super interesting character a super what interesting character yeah because like Um, when we initially meet him yeah no when we initially meet him uh he's a super bitch like super weak scared to talk and you know we kind of get the insight about like how the the royal family works and you've gotta you know find your place in it and not you know rock the boat and that's detrimental detrimental to his like progression but towards the end of the show we see him grow like at the death of his uh like surrogate father figure we see him like take control of his life and like I am going to be the king and we're going to do what has to be done. Yeah. It's like bet. No, it's seeing his character development is crazy wild and seeing kind of how it happens and this question of his belief in everything is just altogether a crazy ride in itself. And like seeing his relationship with Aslad and just everything or Ashkelad, not Aslad, he's not following that. Um is wild like in that final scene a moment where he is the one to take thorfinn's you know dream away from him was so unexpected for me and now we see a dynamic between like what's thorfinn's new dynamic you know is thorfinn now going to turn himself to want to kill canute like how is how's he gonna react? So I'm just really, really excited for season two and to see what's going to happen with the rest of this series and everything. It's just gonna be a wild ride for sure. Yeah, man. But um another thing is like the theme of Vinland saga, which I feel is like we said, it's a story of revenge, but it's also a story of true strength. Like everyone has some different type of strength. Aslad has the strength to, like his backstory. He's not, he's not an unjust person. He is a dick, but you know he's not a dick for the sake of being a dick. He has reasons. He has purpose. Why he grew strong, and we see that you know same thing with Thor's. He had something he wanted to protect. Thorkell's dream is to be the strongest. And he doesn't like to fight weak opponents. Like, he literally teamed up with the opposition because it would be harder and more of a battle for him. Which is, again, while Thorkell... I could write a whole, like, diagnostic on Thorkell if it came down to that. But we see people like Canute who wants to bring salvation through the world through his means and not rely on some something that may or may not be there. Some untangible being. So... It's very interesting to see how Vinland Saga did with the theme of purpose and the theme of strength. And like, I feel like almost to where your purpose gives you strength, which is why, you know, Thorfinn could have struggled so much. He was strong, but only when he had a true purpose of doing something is when we saw 
he could excel at it. So I feel like him having to find a new purpose now in life is going to yield some strong results for Thorkill or Thorfinn down the road. Yes, totally. Now, one of the things that like st- really stick out with this show to me is like both the world building and the like sense of time progression like throughout the show. Like it, it's kind of rooted in growth, but also you like you feel it's kind of bigger than some other shows. Like and, and that's sort of based on the fact like we open with Thorfinn as a child. And, you know, the story is is focusing on Thor's as, like, a primary character. And then we move to the latter half of the season, and it's like, this entire portion is just Thorfinn seeking his revenge as a teenager. And it's like, oh, so there's real sense of time. And, like, the world is being affected around him. And, you know, there's the political struggle that is going on with why the mercenaries are where they are. And it's kind of like, th- that's the same reason why I like Jojo so much is because like each uh, part is a progression in time where Vinland Saga really has that same vibe with that. Yeah, no, most definitely it does. I feel like it does a really good job of telling different aspects of time and things like things like that. And we just saw part one and part one was already so good it gives me really a lot of hope and anticipation for the rest of it. You know, like what is going to be part two? Like I know that at the in the last episode, it looks like we almost saw a like we saw a bird flying, and that bird was flying through different parts of the world. So I assume you know those are going to be the you know other aspects of the world that we're going to see in Vinland. And I really need this to get a season two confirmed in the books like this year because my god it's rating is eight points not that you know ratings matter but ratings matter it has an 8.7 on my anime list and 86 percent on any list which are beyond high scores almost nines in my personal book it has a 10 i consider vinland saga even though it's only part one a masterpiece like a true masterpiece from the sound, set design, character voice acting. Like, and the animation in itself is so clean, bruh. Like, mm-hmm. it's by Studio Wit, the same studio that did the first three seasons of Attack on Titan and Great Pretender and other things, but it's just like, the blood is so realistic. Like, the facial expressions, the voice, like, the weaponry. Um, and to that point, um, it's got this sense of kind of, like, realism. Um, except for your extraordinary characters, which at certain points it's like, oh, so we aren't taking this as like realistically serious when Thor's can jump three boats lengths and not touch the water. Okay, great. When Thor Kell can just, you know, throw rocks barehanded and murder people and punch out a horse and punch out a horse. And it's like, where's the line but otherwise total it, it, it has this real sense of realism like there's no not a lot of supernatural shit yeah it's just super powered vikings and the 
And the cool thing is the only super pirate Vikings we see are the ones that are designed to be monsters, like Thorkel yes. and Thors. You've got like a character like Bjorn, who I love what they do with him, because he takes like psychotic mushrooms to go berserk to get a power up. And you see him losing his damn mind <laughs> in the process. And But he's like the upper tier of your regular Vikings. Yeah. Like even he gets fucked at one point. Yeah, it's like you see at no one is strong without being strong. Like it's there's no BS like, oh, here's a power up for like main plot or anything. It feels like the power of plot does not exist in this. So it's really, really great that they do that. Um So you might be asking, you know, Kells, Kai if Villain Saga is a 8.7, if it is a 10, if it is so great and the story so amazing, then why haven't I heard about it? And the answer to that, I feel like, is when it debuted. So, Villain Saga debuted in the summer season of 2019. So, here in America, that's like May ish, May, um, June ish. And it had 24 episodes, and it took a little bit of a break in between. So it ended It ended at the end of 2019. So in 2020, first week, it ended. So during that time, it had to compete with Fire Force Season 1, Dr. Stone. For some reason, people liked Alpharetta, so it had to compete with that. It had to compete with Astro the Lost, which I know is personal great, and I love it. It had to compete... With, um, this and this was really the pinnacle of anime. 2019 was such a good year, in my opinion. So I had to compete with those shows alone, and then you go into the next season, and it also had to compete with Attack on Titan, um, part three. It had to compete with My Hero Academia, season four, Beastars, Sword Art, um, Food Wars, like everything. There was so much happening that. If you get so many returning shows and other shows that have hype behind them, you weren't going to be able to watch everything. So unfortunately, Vinland Saga was one of those shows that I felt fell by the wayside. Yeah, I, I could certainly see that because it was, you know, the same boat for me. If it wasn't like one of the ones I wanted to keep up with, I don't think I would have started it, which I didn't. Yeah. But totally, if if I was watching this episode for episode... As it aired, that would have gotten me so hype. And, like, it didn't help as well that it was on Amazon Prime, which is another reason why I feel... Oh, and how did I forget? I'm sorry, Demon Slayer as well was the other one that it was competing with. Duh. But, um, if it didn't... If it didn't come... Like, Amazon did a horrible job of marketing it. Everybody knows that Amazon is not... It's almost where anime goes to die unfortunately and they also put out the first three episodes at one time and then they made us wait like two months for the rest which was drove a lot of people off like i have a friend who's really into anime like i am and he was really taken back by the fact that they released three episodes and then stopped so he didn't want to watch it but then he did see it and i was telling him like man just watch it so i felt like amazon prime is responsible for dropping the ball with this and i also feel like amazon prime might be the reason we don't have a season two yet because I feel like these are ordered. I I don't I don't know if that's the situation only because this is aired in Japan and then licensed for streaming in our uh, part of the world. 
So I don't know if, oh, certainly it may have something to do with it, but I don't know if it's like the key reason we don't have a, a season two on the books yet. No, you're right. You're um, right. I personally, yes, Amazon Prime is one of those weird ass like services where you're like, this exists still and also there's content on it. I don't hate the service as a as a service itself. Players fine. It's just it's it, I think to, certainly to your point like there is no marketing and there is no user interface. And it's like where's the line between the streaming video and like me purchasing shit? Like how does this work? No, I feel that 110% and I feel that is one of the things that definitely one of the things that was an issue and I feel like the biggest issue for that as well um that it just didn't have anything like it didn't have any it didn't have a chance really i felt like when you're going to get to things like demon slayer attack on titan fruits baskets um <laughs> just you gotta have a good source of you know whether it's word of mouth or what but you know we didn't really see anything of vinland saga like to this day it's i feel like it's almost like a cult anime because only the people who know about it know about it and you're like okay i go and look it up on any list it's got a 8.7 and it has 32,000 you know reviewers but like you know that's still increasing i think when it first ended it only had like 30,000 so i feel like vinland saga definitely has the character it i don't feel i know that vinland saga should be one of those animes that has a long prosperous run but I don't know how Wit Studio works because they dropped Attack on Titan, which was literally probably just handing them money, honestly. Um, so I don't know if they dropped this one too, since it's in the same vein as Attack on Titan. Um, so I don't know if they're looking for another studio or what the actual hangup is on season two, because it's been, you know, almost two years and we still haven't heard anything about a season two. So I'm very, very worried about the future of vinland saga but i know it has an amazing manga people say and you watch season one so you can speak for yourself about how it is so i don't know no nah, man i think that i am incredibly excited for its eventual return i think that as long as the reception is good in japan um where a lot of these decisions are based because that's their primary market um the the material is there with the manga, um, as long as the the desire and the profit is there, I we will see a season two. Will that be twelve episodes? Will that be another twenty four? I don't know, um, but eventually, we will get another season of Vinland Saga. And it blew my mind. Episode twenty four, titled end of prologue i'm like we went through all of that shit and we just are getting started yes what <laughs> yes it is Whew. man vinland bro that's all i can say like just the whole and the narration too like the narration in vinland saga is just ugh. like i hate myself for saying this but chef's kiss bro like it's just so oh and another thing which i had two two solid intros my guy two solid outros like the first intro made me feel like i was about to go be a viking myself like yeah man. Bakanjo survive by survive the prophet where it's like the sink or swim na, 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 na. like 
and then Dark Crow, and then the ending with Torches, and then Drown by Millet. Like, if there's anything you know about me, like, you know that I listen to a lot of Japanese music. And five of my top Japanese artists, like, were involved in this. Because you had Torches by Aimer, and then you had Drown by Millet, and then you had Man on a Mission with Dark Crow. And Survive the Prophet was new to me from this, but they make a lot of great music as well. So, like you said, just everything from the characters, from this just being the prologue. Like, I would put this over Demon Slayer any day. And I love Demon Slayer. But, like, I don't want to say the wrong anime got the hype. Because Demon Demon Slayer is very deserving. (laughs) Don't get me wrong. But. Yeah, I haven't read the end of this one. So, I don't know if it's all going to turn out bad the manga. But, um, no, I, I totally feel that vibe. I'm like, this was so original. This was something that I can relate to in a way that is not singularly Japanese. Like, it's Viking lore and English lore and America before Columbus found it. Like, yo, welcome to geography. (laughs) Yes, like, it's the story of the Vikings, you know? It's the story of the warrior of races, the... And it does a good job portraying that as well, about how, like, characters want to die on the battlefield, how they feel like they should be, like, how they have to be, like, the only true way for a warrior to die is in battle. Like, how they go through the mental pains and the scars, just everything these warriors go to. It's just really interesting that we see all this happen with... Like, just in such a short period of time. Like, it's just such a whole... I could... Like, there's so much in Vinland Saga, and you just really need to watch it and, you know, understand Thorpin's pain and just... Yeah, it's... It's not for the light of heart. I will tell you that, though. There's a lot of blood, a lot of sadness, a lot of realness in this. So, but still watch it. Yeah, be prepared. It's not exactly for the faint of heart, but it is 100% worth it. Uh, and worth your time for 24 episodes. Yes. Well, that's a wrap on Vinland Saga till we get season two. Um, you can catch the show uh, on all your podcatchers, your typical Shonen protagonist at Spotify, iTunes, uh, Amazon Podcast, Overcast, whatever podcatcher you prefer, or on Twitter at your TSP. That's U-R-T-S-P. Kai, you got a Twitter too? Yes, you can find me at Static Dreads with a Z because I'm cool where we will tweet about things and wonder why I keep getting followed by bots, but not enough bots. I wish I could just get like 5,000 bots at once to propel my page if I was going to get followed by bots, but you know, it is what it is. Next week, we're doing Transformers. (laughs) Right, Um, ain't it, man? But we will catch y'all next week for more Your Typical Shunna Protagonist.